Greetings, adventurers, and welcome to the 23rd episode of Tome Show News. I'm Lewis Brenton, and with me are Tracy Hurley and Branda Stoddard. Tome Show News is here to bring you brief news updates, primarily on the Dungeons & Dragons role-playing game and things that are impacting the D&D community. This episode of TSN is being recorded on Thursday, February 4th. Before we begin our news coverage, here's a brief word from our sponsor, AwesomeDice.com. Look, if you're going to roll dice, you're going to need precision. AwesomeDice.com has sharp edge dice for a fraction of the price of other such precision dice sellers. Chill out, my man. Oh, hello, Bard. Please, share your bardic inspiration about dice. Yeah. I've got bardic inspiration dice. It's this totally mellow cannabis-themed set with smoky interior, exclusively available at awesomedice.com. I see. Well, precision, bardic inspiration, or one of countless other unique dice sets. It seems you can get it all at the most awesome dice company on the internet, awesomedice.com. And don't forget to let him know. The Tome Show sent you, dudes. And now, here's the news. The newest Unearthed Arcana has arrived, the first of 2021. It offers Gothic Lineages, which in this case means three new player races is a complicated term now. They're sort of like races, but they're also not. Because the thing is you can become after you are created as a character. So we have the Dompier, which is a PC-playable vampire. The Hexblood, which is a PC-playable hag's child fae thing. And the Reborn, which is either a Revenant concept or a Frankenstein's monster concept or whatever other kind of construct you might have. It could be the Scarecrow. Sure, why not? There's also an extended discussion in a sidebar of what to expect from races, lineages, and the like in future content from Wizards of the Coast. On January 29th, Wizards of the Coast announced a new show, Stuff of Legends, made in partnership with the Jovenshire. The series will consist of six episodes and involves puppets, as in... When the players describe what their characters are doing, puppets will act out the scenes, similar to Drunk History, if you've seen that. The players are Lasercorn, Shona Malcolm, Brandon Rogers, and Lisa Foyles, and the Dungeon Master is Joshua Ovenshire. The first episode was released February 2nd, the plan of releasing two shows a week on the Jovenshire channel, YouTube channel. One quick note, while the show does have puppets, it's aimed at adults, not kids. Think more Avenue Q than Muppets Take Manhattan. The show has generated some controversy already. The first bit had to do with Shauna Malcolm's character, Ariola Borealis. When the promo poster was revealed, it became apparent that Ariola has a rather large bust. When asked about the poster on Instagram, Joshua noted, quote, That was all Shauna, too. I wanted the cast to have some say in how their puppets looked. Her one note, big boobs. Not just big boobs, like giant. End quote. Some people took note, especially in light of the Wizards of the Coast past of using breasts and women's bodies to help sell product. That said, it's unclear how the partnership in the series is structured and the request didn't come from marketing, but rather from one of the two female players, both of whom appear to be playing female characters. In addition, 
There is also a history of black women being censored for various things, including their body. The conversation is reminiscent of Instagram censoring of Naomi Nicholas Williams, a plus-size black model whose photos were flagged and removed by Instagram, while photos of non-plus-size models or of white models that showed the same or more were not similarly removed. Once the episode came out, more concerns were voiced, this time about the character Slippy Richardson. That name, used in the promotion material on the Wizards of the Coast website, quickly gets morphed into Slippy Dixon. A Kuotao rogue, the character has poison skin, which leads it to often get naked during combat and, well, it's a little bit too close to sexual assault according to some folks, especially when combined with the name of his weapon. All that said, there are some people who do enjoy it. It's interesting to see where it goes. The popular Dungeons & Dragons actual play livestream Critical Role recently announced a new partnership with D&D Miniatures producer WizKids to release a series of Exandria-based miniatures. Six box sets of pre-painted miniatures are scheduled for this initial release. Five of them are titled Monsters of Wildmount Set 1, Monsters of Wildmount Set 2, Factions of Wildmount, Dwendalian Empire, Factions of Wildmount, Kryn Dynasty, and Joris, and Factions of Wildmount, Clovis Concord, and Menagerie Coast. These five box sets will each have an MSRP of $50 or $60. There will also be a box featuring a giant-sized Udok figure with an MSRP of $80. Critical Role DM Matt Mercer said, quote, I've been a rabid collector of WizKids minis for, well, a very long time, and to be able to work directly with them to bring the denizens and dangers of Exandria to life for everyone to use is beyond exciting. They bring such skill and expertise to their work, and this upcoming collection really captures the characters and atmosphere of Exandria. I think fans of Critical Role, as well as players new to our world, will greatly enjoy this opportunity for deeper play, collaboration, and imagination, end quote. According to Amazon.com, all six of the Wildmount boxes are due to be released on April 21st. On January 25th, Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman announced a multi-year licensing agreement with Wizards of the Coast. This agreement will cover a new three-book series of classic Dragonlance novels. These novels will feature characters from the original series along with a new strong protagonist, and they will be published by Delray Books. In the announcement, Tracy Hickman credits the fans of Dragonlance for making it possible for the story to continue. Last week, Wizards of the Coast employee Liz Shu was featured in an article in the Los Angeles Times. Shu holds the position of head of publishing and licensing for Dungeons & Dragons. She shared with the Los Angeles Times that D&D revenues in 2020 were up 35% over their 2019 numbers. She also commented that online play was up 86%. While the increase in online play in 2020 seems like an obvious effect of the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic, the 35% revenue increase is still impressive, coming on the tail of a couple of years of record success for the Dungeons & Dragons brand. We're more than six years into 5th edition, and the Player's Handbook continues to be a bestseller on Amazon. Things continue to look good for the ongoing success and future for our game. The following article does directly affect something that I, Brenda Stoddard, am working on. My objectivity may be in question. Tribality Publishing has begun a Kickstarter for Under the Seas of Odari, the underwater expansion for our previous Seas of Vodari setting, which kickstarted in 2019 and reached the hands of fans in 2020. In Under the Seas of Odari, there are new subclasses, uh, 
player races, uh, feats, spells, monsters, and other content to give players the full experience of playing either a single adventure or a full campaign that is set underwater in the vast oceans of the Seas of Adari. The project has fully funded within the first six hours, and we are now knocking out stretch goals. As of this recording, the project sits at uh, $14,367 American or uh, 18000 and change in Canadian on our initial $10,000 ask. And that concludes our February 4th episode of Tome Show News. We'll be back soon with more news so we can keep you up to date on the, all the happenings with the game we all love and the community that surrounds it. If you have items of information that you think we should be covering on TSN, please reach out to our team, either by emailing us at thetomeshow at gmail.com or on Twitter at thetomeshow. I'm Lewis Brenton. I'm Tracy Hurley. And I'm Brenda Stoddard. Thanks for listening.